0: and welcome to episode number 23 of my podcast. On today's episode, I have Laura O'Donovan from Pink Polar Bear Training and Consultancy. Um, So full transparency, Laura is obviously my partner who has just started up her own training and consultancy business in the field of diversity and inclusion. And a couple of weeks ago, I had asked on my Instagram account um, what people would be interested in learning about. And I guess a little to my surprise, diversity and inclusion got the biggest response, which um, was obviously music to Laura's ears, and we decided um, to record this uh, today. So in this episode, um, one, you will probably hear our pup in the background um, barking, because uh, he also really likes his, his voice to be heard a lot, um, his little minx. Um, but really, I mean, it's quite a it's quite a nice loose conversation um, between us, where Laura kind of talks us through, you know, what diversity and inclusion is, um, you know, some examples of it, you know, what can what can we do? We talk a little bit about what it looks like in the workplace. We talk about specific examples um, in sport, um, whether that be triathlons, a little bit about CrossFit, um, and we talk a little bit about about our own experience in terms of our own. You know little isms and how we are maybe in a well we are um, a minority in terms of um, our our beliefs um, and how that has affected us either now or or in the past and past and yeah I, I really enjoyed recording this here um, I hope that you're going to enjoy it um, just as much and without further ado let's bring Laura on to the podcast Hi Laura and welcome to the podcast Thanks
1: very much Thanks for having me
0: you're welcome. Um, so I have given you a bit of a brief introduction there before we brought you on. And um, again, guys, if at any stage you hear a bark, which you probably have just heard there now, that is Norman in the background. He also likes to be heard. And full Transparency, um, Laura has obviously just launched her business in diversity and inclusion, and I'm not on here to sell her. Um, I'm bringing her on because she is my my partner. And I think her story is, is very cool. And actually it was, one of the most responded to posts that I had put on, in terms of I'd asked a couple of weeks ago what people were wanting to hear on the podcast. It um, wasn't me, just D and I in general. D and I in general. No one knew it was going to be coming on. That's okay. fine. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, there was a lot of people had responded to it, which I was quite surprised because again, most of my followers are based over in Saudi, and it's something that. It's not something that I was overly familiar with, even though I was living there for the past 11 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's really only coming back and probably meeting you, so that's good. I like to be educated sometimes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, the way that this is going to gonna go, I mean, I'm, I'm probably not going to do a lot of talking. I'm going to let you take the reins there, mm-hmm. and um, like you do in most things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and tell us a little bit about diversity and inclusion. And hopefully, like, like with all the podcasts that, that I do, I just hope that by the end of it, that you're able to take something away from it, that you find it some way educational, informative, and perhaps maybe you can have a little bit of a giggle all the way through because that's also very important <laughs> when you record yeah. podcasts. So,
1: yeah, I'm just going to let you start uh, yeah. talking there. Yeah, while she uh, takes care of there. Um. So basically, I suppose, it, to give an introduction on what diversity and inclusion is, um, so that people understand it a little bit more, Um, you'll hear a lot of people talking about it at the moment and there's a couple of reasons why but in general diversity and inclusion is referring to a number of groups and in this part of the world because I can only speak for my experience and where I come from but in this part of the world it would usually refer to people um, that have disabilities, um, LGBTQ plus people, um, race or ethnicity, so people of color um, and different ethnicity and gender. So gender comes into it as well. Um, so you know, it's not always minority groups. Sometimes people say it's it refers to minority groups. Obviously, gender isn't no. a minority group. Not really. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I suppose it's any group of people where there may be inequalities in society or in the workplace. And those groups generally would be groups of people where there is some inequality, whether that's um, in a pay gap or whether that's access to work or access to education or um, anything really where there's inequality. So that's what diversity means. And that's what we refer to when we're talking about over here. Inclusion, um, there is lots of different definitions of inclusion out there most people obviously know the term inclusion but in this sense um what it means is feeling included mainly when it comes to work again thought and the only way i can describe it because there's so many different definitions there's so many different quotes and things like that about inclusion but really the way that i would ask people to think about it is to think of a time where they felt excluded um, in either in school or in work or any time in their life where they have felt excluded and then obviously think of the opposite of that so if you are in work if you are in college whatever you're doing that you feel that you can totally be yourself and that you're still included you're still part of the team so that's what I'm to okay generally diversity and inclusion
2: i do
0: like the quote though as well yeah, I think. Do. It, it helps really me under, it helps me understand it a little bit yeah that i'm a sucker for for a quote yeah but, um and i mean i think i think it's such a like in, on in the concept of it to just ultimately it's just by accepting anybody for them as an yeah. individual as opposed to you know like I don't want to say victimizing but excluding them for any reason whether that because of anything that you've said whether it's because they're a female where you might see that they're you know, inferior, which is not the case i don't, I don't think, know Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not. Um yeah. there may be certain roles that maybe, you know, maybe deemed as more suitable for a man, but that doesn't mean that a woman wouldn't be capable of it. Because I think everything should be great on its own merit. So if there were, you know,
1: yeah. yeah. Generally these days there's not any role that both genders can do. Generally. I mean, you know, there has been one <laughs> would you disagree with that? no not at all um not at all
0: okay um i, I guess i think you, you would be right there yeah yeah, yeah. i think I said, it's just based on it based on merit as opposed to what the norm looks like or what would be seen as being mm. superior or whatever that case be. okay yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um and i think like like obviously like i said this is a very new topic for myself in terms yeah. of like understand the legalities of it as well but i know here obviously in the uk there is there is legislation that has been produced yeah uh, to try to ensure that there are provisions in place to make sure that like recruitment processes and yeah 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 yeah. are um are taken care of yeah Yeah. so that that it is fair
1: um
0: so maybe you can talk a
2: little bit
1: yeah that. so i suppose um well we're here in ireland at the moment and obviously jill is from the north and that is that's, under that's northern ireland yeah there. so northern ireland and uh, uk law so there would be a slight differences in the law but there are and i'm not going to go into detail on this because this gets totally sidetracked but there are nine grounds for discrimination here in ireland and i suppose it, it definitely plays into recruitment but it plays into everything in, in work. Because if you are seen to be um, discriminatory in any aspect when it comes to those things, race, religion, gender, sexual orientation, and so on, um, then you are liable and could be potentially you know, sued. So um, I suppose it's very important as any business owner goes that they are totally informed of the legalities around discrimination um and in the uk it's similar Mm -hmm. a little bit different but you know similar grounds um i don't know about saudi at all actually i don't know about the law over there but i'm sure there are some things over there that are similar as well um but i suppose the thing is that even the legal side aside Mm -hmm. um the, the reasons for doing or being inclusive in your workplace or wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whether it's gyms or whatever you're doing is the human side. Um, Yeah. 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 So it's to be more inclusive for lots of other reasons. Like for instance, your business doing better if you do that and you're um, reflecting the customer base that you're serving. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm So yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's <laughs> I think you've kind of covered
0: it a lot about you know in in the workplace, and obviously me as as a, as a fitness punk as well. Like if we were looking at kind of, I don't know, sport. Um, I know that in, over the past couple of years, it has been something that has been it's shown or has been more seen like on my feeds and whatnot mm. as well. After, um, I attended a workshop. I told you this. Um, in the states, where basically, um, it was the training Peaks uh, Summit. And oh, yeah. the big, big thing last year was what what they had seen actually in the sport of triathlon was that um, there hasn't been a massive growth in terms of number of participants. But when they actually looked at what the how that was divided between males and females, they had seen that the involvement and the participation from the female athletes was starting to exceed that of mm-hmm. the of the males. Yeah. Um, and in a sport that was probably deemed more, it was, it was probably more highlighted that men would do it more. Yeah. um you know there was um they were trying to highlight the fact that women were actually making up the bulk of the oh, okay. of, of the yeah. attendees um yeah. and then the some of the keynote speakers were coming on to talk about that because albeit the female participants were starting to increase but what they were seeing is that like the representation and sort of like how or who what was being reported was still mainly the males, so the females weren't being shown yeah as much as milk or the prize funds in certain um in certain races were, were less for the females yeah. than they were for the males, um and not only females but they were also talking about color as well because triathlons is, is very much a white sport yeah there's not too yeah, many yeah. you know other um, um other races sort of involved yeah. in that so it was really interesting and i think in sport in general that is something even from coming back home that there's a lot more effort going into um, increase the awareness of females in sport, mm. but I do still think that there's a massive, massive way to go. Mm. Um, and I suppose maybe we can touch on that at the end. But obviously, we talk about Saudi, I and mean, I know we're. I mean, I'm not too familiar as well with regards to the laws and mm. legislation when it comes to diversity and inclusion in Saudi. But I definitely know that there is a massive room for improvement when it turns, when it turns to I mean, yeah. it in terms of quality yeah and being there from 11 years ago as a female um you know there has been change it's been positive yeah but it's by no way same as it is anywhere else okay, in the world we can yeah. talk about that a little bit yeah at the end. yeah
1: um yeah well just to say on that i suppose we would have It's. If- similar here so for instance we have in ireland we have um gaa so it's our gaelic games there are games that were developed here basically
0: (laughs) basically it's football and they throw it with their hands and they don't have to put it in the net they kick it over the net so
1: over the bar over the bar
2: sorry yeah so i don't know what there's
1: football curling um in the guys and there's camogie and football in in the women yeah the the thing is that for a long time just to reiterate that point for a long time, it would have the women's uh, football and hurling uh, mm-hmm. or camogie wouldn't have been televised. That's so it right, wouldn't have yeah. been um, shown on TV, and there wouldn't have been big sponsorship either. So this similar over here to mm-hmm. that, and um, a lot of uh, female sports as well with the soccer, um, as in football, football, yeah. football um, <laughs> as in the Irish team, like, okay, it has been shown for a number of years. But it, again, wouldn't get the same sponsorship deals and so on. Um, And what I would say about that is that for a long time, what was said to us was, you know, as a society, oh, the demand isn't there. So the the tickets don't sell. So why would we televise it? Mm -hmm. If the tickets aren't selling to the games and the people aren't going to the games, then why would we televise it? And it's it's like a chicken and egg thing. But basically, unless it's televised, And unless they get some sponsorship, then it doesn't get out there for the momentum to build and the marketing behind it. You know what I mean? So now that it is, it has a lot more, like there's a lot more tickets set that line. and there's a lot there more people going
0: in that I, I it. have to there's something recently as well. I think there was a big mm-hmm. final one, was there a couple of weeks ago in the girls where basically I think um there was a whole big hoo ha where they only had yeah. they were only allowed seven minutes to warm up for like a final game. Yes. Um so I don't know whether that had anything to do with like well, it, it, it awesome, actually does. It's which does. is shocking, you know like yeah. thinking like a professional female team that's representing their Well
1: if they're work. not the one thing to say here is it's not professional because they're not paid. And that's uh, on okay. that's on the men's side as well. They're not uh, paid, okay. but which is seen as a bit of a yeah. porn in people's side as well. But I, the thing is that they, yeah, they changed the venue last minute and then they didn't televise yeah. it. And that obviously was mm-hmm. a massive mm-hmm. drawback because it was a Water. semifinal. Yeah. So yeah, yeah so that's sad, cause I guarantee you that would never happen to you in yeah you know never no, no no it's funny you were
0: saying that when I was when you were, we were talking there you kind of flagged something up and I know that was a lot of people that do CrossFit here um on the that, that would be listening mm-hmm. and um obviously having been a CrossFit coach for a long period of time one of the biggest things was the biggest selling point for the CrossFit was the CrossFit games yeah where you've seen all of the athletes you know the big yeah. the fittest the elite go on and participate and that's what and I think on paper that's what everyone bought into. Yeah. And I think about eighteen months ago or two years ago, there was a shift where instead of showcasing the elite athletes, they started showcasing what the, they started showcasing masters or people that were older or your normal people, you know, that oh, were coming okay. in and they yeah, were doing yeah, yeah, home yeah. workouts. And um and they did that because the whole concept of CrossFit was inclusive fitness. So basically anybody can do it in the mm-hmm. world, but yet their marketing didn't reflect what yeah. they were actually doing. And it was funny because when they started showcasing like older people, the amount of slack that they got on social really? media to say, Do you think I want to see, you know, my oh, grandmother do the squat to the chair? And it was it was quite shocking because you think to yourself, I mean, as you know, the community that it is and it's it's a wonderful it's a wonderful community you know it's it's great mm. it's, it's you think that it's really inclusive but you know there are still mm. pockets within yeah, it yeah, that yeah. it's not yeah. i mean i think well obviously the boxes that, that i was working at were extremely regardless of what you were it was great but yeah i think that there kind of just flies up that i think regardless of you know how inclusive you can be there's always going to be that element
1: yeah and i think not. and um yeah and i think as well like with televised sports in general yeah there there may not be a massive demand to see older people in CrossFit, but there is a demand, you know what I mean? And it depends. Yeah. Yeah, Like you have to weigh up what is, what's good for your, your brand, but Mm -hmm. also what, what you have to, like there's certain aspects of that you, you just have to cover. And I know obviously they came into issue over Black Lives Matter and things like that, but at the same time, like you have to, you have to look at it on the priorities. It, it's not just marketing. You have to include everyone. Absolutely. Anyway,
2: yeah. You know. Yeah, I,
0: th- I think that you know that, that their that's their vision, their their values. They stand by. You know, this is suitable for anybody to do. Yeah. And yeah. That's sh- in essence that should be showcased as much as if we're saying that you know females are out playing they should be showcased as much as Absolutely. as males as well. And I think if you're not given the chance to. To show what you can do then of course tickets are never going to sell. that's almost like saying I'm going to create a product and they're going to put it out there but it's never going to sell but you can have tried it yeah exactly, you know, exactly. Um, because and it's yeah. not whenever you start it's not until you start uncovering like little pockets of I don't want to say differences but people with different mindsets and different trains of thought then that's whenever you know you become more aware that yeah. the, the community or that where you live is actually extremely diverse and there's lots of opportunities there absolutely yeah yeah um, which kind of you know, like um, so? I think is you know for you. Maybe you can talk as a little bit about why or what you're currently doing or what you're embarking on, and mm-hmm. really
1: why you, yeah. you want to do it. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Tell well, them the name. Tell them the name. First. The <laughs> name is Pink Polar Bear Training and Consultancy. Um, the name came about well, lots of discussions with you, and and generally wanting to, wanting to be a little bit different. But um, yeah, so it is a training company delivering diversity and inclusion training and consultancy around strategy solutions, mainly for companies. So companies that might be um, looking at their d plans or lack thereof and going, we don't have a clue what to do, then it would be giving them a bit of guidance on how to do that. But like we said, I'm not here to sell so my business, I suppose what? I would like to say is the reasons that I got into it yes um yeah so the reasons I got into it are because from a very young age I definitely had maybe a feeling or a sense of feeling maybe left out a little bit and it's not that anyone did that but I felt a little bit different in myself as years have gone on I have probably figured that out and realized that that's to do with you know, my sexuality and other things. And also I grew up with a brother who had a pretty severe disability. So I, it's not that I thought of those things and went, oh, diversity. I didn't have a clue what diversity was. I didn't have a clue what diversity was really up until about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. But I know what it's like to feel different and maybe not, not, feeling that you are completely included in everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And also I did have a teacher. I can remember when I was about 11 years old and he used to talk a lot about um, like human rights stories uh, things like the apartheid in South Africa, um, Nelson Mandela, um, stuff to do with Gandhi and things like that. And I can remember always wondering why, people in a certain country weren't treated the same as everybody else i I remember on a consistent basis thinking i don't understand why a child the same age as me in -hmm. another country isn't getting the same Same. opportunities as me now i I mightn't have thought of it like in that kind of distinct way Mm -hmm. but i certainly thought why 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 is someone else yeah 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 Yeah. so Mm -hmm. i was aware of differences in color in race in ethnicity from a very young age mm-hmm. even though it wasn't all around me i was growing up in Kilkenny in ireland i mean yeah. it generally um, you never saw anyone of another color really up until i was in my teen years and even then it was seen as very different if someone yes. from I, india I, or yeah. you know i would so, agree yeah for myself at school as well i can probably
0: count on one um, the number of people in the whole school that would have been a different colour.
1: Um, yeah, yeah 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 and I think um for me I was aware of that as in I knew that there was all these other races out there but why weren't they in Ireland mm-hmm. and if they were in Ireland I can remember it being kind of a big deal yeah so and to me that felt wrong like as in it felt I knew what it was like to feel A little different and left out. So I kind of always related to people who might feel that way as well. Mm -hmm. So for me, growing up and as I realized I was gay and all of those things came about, I I also realized things are unjust for certain groups of people and it shouldn't be that way. So for me, that led me into getting involved in things on a community basis and things like that. But yeah.
0: You're also you volunteer on different things as well. Like the, you spend a lot of time through film festivals. Yeah, and yeah, like that there. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I I do yeah I do some work for the board of Gay Film Festival, and I would have over the years and currently getting back into um, workshops in um, schools for LGBT plus kids. Um, they're like uh, they're anti-bullying workshops. Really, yeah. they're they're like an out. Al- allyship so that we can educate people on if these scenarios occur and someone comes out in school and that kind of thing what can they do and what can their friends do to support them
0: it's funny like I mean I think even just hearing that there are these workshops taking place I could only like imagine like what how that would have been received whenever I was at school like (laughs) I didn't even have sexual sex education yeah, that wasn't even talked about. It was like, you which had... is gas because I'm older. I know you've never guessed, yeah, but I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Laura, you went to an old girls school with nuns, so I think yeah, yeah, not yeah. having sex was drilled into you from a. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <totally>.
0: <laughs> Whereas we had, um, I think it was called PSC, it was like, um, personal. Would you something. mind if I left the dog? Yeah, in? the dogs were like... on mad. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, started. I heard as well. I think it was like, um, something social education where it was basically just a lesson where you came in and um, it was kind of just like a waste of 40 minutes I think the teacher was probably more uncomfortable with the thought of talking about anything about life or you know a a bunch (laughs) of sort of teenagers that are sitting there in their height of puberty yeah well you you can
1: imagine nuns (laughs)
0: well yeah yeah absolutely but yeah I think it's I think it's fantastic the fact that there are more of these coming through but I still think that like some I was telling you the other day that there was I think there was like some sort of program that they were putting in the school over in the UK and basically it was for um education um sort of on sexuality and that sort of thing and then it was pulled at the last minute Mm. um and you kind of think to yourself like if I was a kid and I was sitting there and I had any types of thoughts in my head and you didn't have any type of education about maybe the reason why you might be thinking, oh, I'm wrong, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not right. There's something wrong with me. Then that yeah. kind of just feeds into that there. And I think when we talk about like diversity and inclusion, mm. you know, if if it's not there, then well, one, it's obviously it's not really fair. But then it also would have negative effect on you as like an individual, yeah. like your mental health, exactly. And we know that mental health is something that's you know, massive, we don't talk about it a lot, we've talked yeah. about it a few times here with different things with like eating yeah. disorders and stuff, but it's massive, and I think, you know, I think, you know, obviously, the, the direction that you're going in your business, I, I think it's great, and I think yes. it's really great that the training is there, um, and I had a question with, um, so if the training is there, so yeah. you're giving people the, the, the tools, and it's very, mm. very much like me, whenever I tutor, I give people the information. -hmm. Um, but whether or not they action it is is a different thing. Yeah. You know, so it's um how do you get how do you get the buy-in or how do you shift the mindset? Because like they might have done the course, they might have done that, but then they you know, it doesn't actually come through in the workforce, you're not actually
1: getting the benefits from it. So um Yeah, so I suppose on that I would say that with well, with the training that I'm hoping to do, um training, um Really, it's around the coming out with some... (laughs)
2: Yeah,
1: Yeah. so I suppose um, when it comes to training in general, a lot of the time you will be um, sitting in a training session and thinking, it's great. It's great to have the knowledge. It's great to know these things. And it is very good to be educated on diversity and inclusion because it opens your eyes. But I suppose what I was gonna say there is that when it comes to action, you need to sit down and look at what can you do after the training session. And when it comes to diversity and inclusion, there actually is a lot you can do. Now, I won't get into all the details now, but there's, there's loads that you can do straight off in an organization to make sure that people know that you're open to the conversation. And a lot of the time, that's what the problem is. People don't know that the organization actually wants to be more diverse. So they want more people of color, they want people with disabilities, they want to talk about LGBT issues, Mm -hmm. and they want to have a fair organization for gender. Mm -hmm. Um, So first and foremost, you can come out of the training session, usually what I would do is I would go through what are the actionable points. So Mm -hmm. you can workshop those, and you can come out of the training session and say okay so first of all it needs to come from the top down so we talk to the ceo or we talk to senior management about putting out an email to invite all of the networks together so that might be a uh, people of color network or it might be a gender network it might be an lgbt network there may also be some of those networks in place already mm-hmm. but bringing them together to discuss a strategy okay. what are we going to organize so are we going to have events this year mm-hmm. do we have any partnerships with um other networks outside of the company mm-hmm. um to even things like to figure out best practice what's happening in the country at the time yeah. that you can look at and say do you know what they're doing that really well um there was one campaign done in um was State Street there last year and it was called Better Banter. And this was the probably the most successful campaign they did in their DI team because they put up posters calling out language and it was called Better Banter. Okay. So instead of um, for instance, let's say a woman is going to pick up her kids and someone turns around and I'm I'm saying male or female turns around and says, Oh, half day again, you know. So they called it out on these posters and okay. said time to have better banter you know uh, so yeah, and then yeah. they they talked about trans language they talked about um you know different lgbt jives and stuff like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. again saying better banter and it was really successful because everybody got it and it was very visible yeah. all yeah. over the company so there's really easy things you can do to make sure that all of or even in a college mm-hmm. in your school knows that you are wanting to have a more diverse place yeah. to be. Yeah. and that like, you're more inclusive. Yeah. yeah. So there I think that's, that's good. I, like, I like that, that. Just a I like that the, the better banter. I like that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I like that a lot.
1: Yeah. yeah. So yeah
0: I, and I think I think it's cool. I mean I, I've always talked about it maybe a bit off there as well, but like I think very much like me where you've turned what you're really passionate to into something that you want to do you know for yeah. the rest of your life um i think it's great yeah you know like it's not too often people actually do that especially yeah. in the middle of a pandemic as
2: well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you are yeah. doing it and i think it. i think i i think it's great you know yeah. and you know i think the more and more people talk about things the less uncomfortable it's going to be i mean it still is kind of uncomfortable. Like, even for me sometimes yeah. as well I still I still would feel awkward and uncomfortable because I've been so long you know maybe sh- not sheltered but maybe you know like like under the under the uh, under the covers yeah. with certain things so like whenever if we're out or something and someone calls you like my girlfriend I'm like oh my god did they say that? Like, what if they know what if they know? I'm like and you're like yeah Bill, I think they know I see her story <laughs> but I mean I don't care it's well it's not
1: that I don't care but you it's know just it's just not comfortable it's because it's not it's not regular it's not, not it hasn't been
2: yeah, yeah.
0: It, it, it's it's not it's not regular you know yeah. and I think that you know sometimes you just need to what is it you just need to like lean into the discomfort to oh, make it absolutely. a little bit more and comfortable
1: that is, that's exactly when it comes to diversity and inclusion that is what it's all about yeah. it is leaning into the discomfort because people are so scared of causing offense and I get yeah. that because that's the last thing you want to like, do absolutely I but, think for me as well like yeah. whenever
0: I whenever I came out yeah. like I was so scared like let alone I was, <laughs> it, was it was in Saudi yeah. but everybody that I that I told yeah they actually didn't care yeah. and almost it's like the thoughts in my head were mm. more like I don't know they were worse than my head yeah, than they actually kind of were in reality. Yeah. And I actually, like, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was funny. It was just like a big weight or a big burden yeah. and had just, be, had just been, had been lifted
1: off. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm grateful obviously that I did into really that discomfort there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's a bit, like, I know with me, it took me uh, so long and to be honest, even when I did come out, I found it so difficult. Like, as in, I had so much internal um, just discomfort about myself I was like I don't want this life and then eventually I realized oh my god this is the best life there's you could reality. possibly yeah, absolutely. have I think when you know
0: a little bit truthful and, and honest with yourself instead of trying to adhere to what social norms are whenever you realize that absolutely. that isn't always um, the case there's room for absolutely everybody and yeah. I think that's I mean I, I have a point here down as well was like well what can we do and i think you know it's not just like a one person can you know can can rewrite history and steal the show but i think if everybody took a little bit on their own to kind of say well you know what how other people believe or conduct themselves as long as it's you know in the law um you know they conduct themselves regardless of whether they're female whether they're a male whatever their sexuality or beliefs are that that's them doesn't really affect me in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely, absolutely,
1: you know? this is it. So and why, so,
2: yeah, like...
1: Yeah, I just think I think that the onus is on everybody in general yeah. to be more inclusive. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you have to change the way you live your life. Mm-hmm. You can still live the way you want as long as you are aware that there are other people out there that want to live a different way and also that there are people out there it should be on a level playing field, the same playing field that you are on. And I think that's, that's the main thing. At the end of the day, diversity, we say diversity and inclusion, but a lot of the time it's DEI, it's diversity, inclusion and equity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what it's about. It's about being equal as a society for everybody. And that doesn't matter whether you are, have a severe disability or whether your sexual orientation is gay, lesbian, bisexual whatever it is you should be on the same playing field as everybody else when it comes to opportunities especially in work
2: yeah absolutely mm. yeah. I like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: um so yeah that's, i think
0: that's, the, that's a little bit about diversity and inclusion i think we've covered it quite nicely i think you've given us a, an overview of of what it is a little bit about here again obviously most of the listeners are going to be listening over in Saudi, and i said i was going to talk about things that i've seen change over the past 11 years yeah um so maybe i can wrap it up but i Obviously, i arrived over in the 4th of july 2009 um i was brought over um obviously as a coach a fitness coach where at the time fitness was something that was few and far between i think at the time there was three gyms um but they weren't even licensed as gyms because at that stage, it was, you know, there was no such sort of permit for um, female gyms to, to operate um, because at the time there was a lot of stigma, a lot of myths mm. and policies surrounding that if a female does work out, you know, her, you know, her wound might fall out or, you know, all these, all these things. And, pro- and also, mm. I'm probably sure there is a religious element to it as well. But anyway, um, they were either labelled as a, a salon, a spa, physiotherapy, a learning institute, mm. um, and even my working permit up until I think four years ago, um, I was a nanny, I was a physiotherapist,
2: oh, a I was nice. I was
0: I was anything but a a coach. Mm. Um, it was funny when I used to go through the the airport um you know I don't even know what where they had my location down but I know that the guy used to always look at me like you're a, you're a nanny or you're a physio from somewhere somewhere and I'm like yeah I don't even know it's written in mm. Arabic I don't know I don't know what I am all I know is I'm in the country yeah. and I'm working there. yeah um but anyway that was 11 years ago and and obviously what I had seen the club the that I was working at there wasn't a massive amount of local Saudi women that were actually exercising especially in the first year it was mostly expats and whether that was anything to do with the location in the gym, um, I mean, that's, that's one thing or another. But the ones that we did see come through, they were obviously ones that had, you know, studied abroad and obviously had exposure to the way mm. that, you know, things, I don't the way things normally are, that's not right either, but the way that things are in other countries, mm. um, as opposed to whenever they went back, you know, they didn't have the same um, opportunities to exercise. So there was okay. no facilities you know, it was it was very difficult for them to get there because obviously at that time females weren't allowed to drive. Um, yeah. which and, has only recently changed. And it was only I think in the past three, 2000, I think okay, it was two thousand and two thousand eighteen, two thousand seventeen, I think it was whenever they were. Um yeah, so everyone had to have they had to have a driver at the time. Um but what I did see is that the longer that I spent sort of in the country and probably more specifically whenever I moved and I was working with Core then again the clientele that we got were kind of those ones that had studied abroad, and then it turned out that all of our clientele were pretty much locals, and it oh. was great. And at the time, you know, as I said, so fitness instructors and you know female fitness instructors that were Saudi were very much few and far between. Mm. Um, so not only that, as a as a female in the country being a fitness coach for me, I was a, definitely a minority. And then for females that were Saudi to be a fitness coach yeah. was even a minority of a minority of a minority. There, yeah. there wasn't that, um and I think that was nice right. to kind of, kind of change the perception. The thought that well, you know, why can't a Saudi woman be a fitness coach? Absolutely. You know, at the yeah. end of the day, it just needs education and experience. And I think that some of the coaches that I know that are Saudi, I don't want to say well. I would say I definitely. um would be superior to some coaches that I would know here yeah Either that way okay, yeah. um so it's yeah. not just you know your a level of your level of education yeah so your your nationality shouldn't dictate whether or not you're competent to do the role or not and I think definitely in the past couple of years you know that has changed the mindsets have changed I think it's more of an acceptable career um, for females and then like I said the biggest shift was the time whenever females were allowed to operate fitness facilities under the mm-hmm. license of, of a fitness facility. Mm. Um, and really, in the past couple of years, have they been able to represent their country in the Olympics in certain yes. sports? Yeah. Well, um, yeah. um <laughs> And you know, in, in in national competitions as well, which is few and far between. And I think you know, it really is moving in such a positive direction. Right, There's still a right. massive way to go, and that's yeah. purely on the gender side of things. Obviously, when we talk about other you know other issues in yeah. terms of sexuality, that's a whole different kettle of fish. But you know
1: yeah but How isn't we, it great that you've seen that amount of change yeah, in 11 years absolutely. and if you've seen that amount of change in 11 years then what's the next 11 going to be? Do you know? absolutely so maybe
0: not in my lifetime but in another lifetime come back and who knows like what it might be like to live over there but i think it's i think it's i think it's great you know people are becoming more educated i think maybe the, because maybe because it's the younger generation that is transitioning through their and education social media, is, I would say and social media. It, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons why we are where we are at the moment is because of maybe the lack of education and exposure of like our parents
2: mm-hmm. to people
0: that were different, and then their mindsets are stuck, and it's sometimes it's very hard to teach an old dog new tricks. yeah, to yeah. Let them be more accepting of other people. yeah, but as you know the younger generations are coming through, we are more accepting probably because of social media. Yeah, they're seeing a lot see, of other things. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess just So, it can't it. be
1: blamed for everything. Some of the social media is great. Like, uh, <laughs> there
0: yeah. can be positive social media and yeah. there can be negative ones, and the negative ones stuff that you can follow. Yeah. It affects your mood and not. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just think it's, um, yeah, I think it's a very exciting time to, to be alive, I guess. In terms yeah. It's like that there. So, yeah. And. Um, Apart
2: from pandemic.
0: Apart from pandemics, yeah, that's um, that's a totally different kettle of fish, but, yeah. you know, hopefully in another couple of months, months we'll yeah. back to some sort of normality, mm. and um, and yeah, but, um, I mean, I really enjoy talking about this, I like talking to you about that, I about so that I would definitely cool. attend your training there,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> go follow her account. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you can go and deliver some in Saudi in a couple of yeah. years' time. Um, there, you, you never know. You never. Know. You never know. Um, but Laura, thank you very much for coming on. Is there Not anything else that you would like to to add? To
1: no, no. Other Lasting than words. I think um, really just if you're interested in it, to just go and do a little bit of research yourself on it. And again, I would go back to the point of if you can think about a time where you felt excluded yourself and what you. And not wanting to feel that again, how you can make your world around you, whatever that is, a little bit more inclusive. Um, and yeah. a 3 a message, message I want to get out of today. I like it. And I'll yeah. leave
0: it there as well. Just be a nice person. Yeah, that's it. <laughs>